0: Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti hitting you guys back up here on a Friday, one week away from the start of the NFL Combine, or at least the on-field workouts with the NFL Combine. The actual event starts on the 27th with all the interviews and uh, examinations, health examinations, things like that. But the stuff that everyone looks forward to, the on-field stuff, starts next Friday with, uh, I believe, offensive linemen and all the special teamers. And then over the next couple days will be all the rest of the positions. So we're continuing our position breakdowns here with the Panthers, looking at who they have on the roster right now, their cap breakdown. And then looking at a couple of the free agents and some of the draft prospects. That the Panthers could potentially look at. So we'll jump right into it. So looking at the cap numbers right now and the situations as far as wide receivers go for the Panthers. So the biggest, the biggest cap hit for 2018 is not Devin Funches but it is actually Russell Shepard, who will carry a three, about a three and a half million dollar cap hit for 2018. He's got a base salary of. Two point three million dollars, and he's got a signing bonus of seven hundred thousand and roster bonus three hundred and seventy-five thousand, workout bonus hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So total cap hit again just over three and a half million. Should the Panthers decide to cut him, they would save about two million toward the cap. They would leave one point four million in dead cap because he's got the two years left. With his signing bonus, but right, that only accounts for two percent of the cap, so it's not a not a big number. But you know that two, maybe they, if they decide to cut him, use that two million toward maybe another receiver in free agency or the draft. Uh, but Shepard, of course, you know had had his decent moments, um, played well. I if you recall, in the season opener against the 49ers and kind of was steady throughout the season. So, you know, it, it, he's still a cheap option should they choose to, to to keep him. Then it is Devin Funchess with the second-highest cap hit, but only at $1.7 million. Because remember, he's still under his rookie contract. So he's only accounting for 1% of the Panthers' cap space. I mean, overall, of course... The Panthers really do not have a lot of money committed to their to their wide receivers because then the only other the only other players on the roster right now at wide receiver, have got Curtis Samuel, who's just under one and a half million, and then Fred Ross and Rashid Bailey, who don't even total a million dollars combined. So there's not a lot of money committed to the wide receiver position. So that's definitely a reason. Why I think the Panthers will probably be active in terms of going after a wide receiver, trying to get a big money free agent to really come in and help the team. And if we look at some of the the key free agents at wide receiver, uh, Terrell Pro- a couple names that stand out: Terrell Pryor, Mike Wallace. You know, I even went out and did. A little bit of crowdsourcing on Twitter a little before I started recording here, asking about a couple free agents that some people might like for the Panthers, Uh, a couple names that were brought up, Mike Wallace of the Ravens, John Brown of the Cardinals, Sammy Watkins of the Rams, who, as it looked like, uh, the, the news actually just broke, just before I started recording, the Rams have actually acquired Marcus Peters from the Kansas City Chiefs. That's a real interesting trade because Marcus Peters, of course, has been one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL, so you really have to think something has been going on with Marcus Peters. The Chiefs are just going to trade him away. Of course, they also had just acquired Kendall Fuller from the Washington Redskins in the Alex Smith trade, so it's not like they're really hurting at cornerback. But very very interesting that they just up and up and trade Marcus Peters. Uh, but Sammy Watkins, you know, certainly going to be a name that maybe people are going to talk about. But it's just a matter of will the Rams franchise tag him? It sounds like it's between him and Lamarcus Joyner to get the franchise tag for the Rams. And there have been reports coming out that the Rams may be leaning toward Joyner. Now it'll be interesting now that they've just uh, brought in Peters, you know, but do they, uh, do they lock up Lamarcus Joiner? Joyner? And if they do, that would certainly solidify that secondary with the Rams under, of course, strong defensive coordinator, Wade Phillips. So maybe Sammy Watkins ends up getting free, and he's actually a guy that I kind of targeted. Uh, I mentioned before we do the free agent pieces over at Panthers Wire, and one of the guys I wrote about was Sammy Watkins. Uh, At the time, I didn't think the chances of the Panthers landing him were pretty good, because I thought he was going to get the franchise tag. But the talk has been coming out, like I said, that they're likely going to tag, if they use the tag. They would use it on Lamarcus Joyner and not Sammy Watkins. So Watkins may have a a pretty good market, and the Panthers would have a little bit of cap room to work with to get him, because he's not going to be a big money contract. Uh, if you look at if you look at his market value on SpotRack, they are projecting him to get about six million dollars. In average annual salary, uh, in terms of what his calculated market is going to be, which is certainly very affordable, and for walk, for a guy like Watkins, if the Panthers can get him to come in opposite Devin Funchess, you know, it would definitely take pressure off of both guys. I think that would be a a solid a solid combo there. You know, Devin Funchess probably is going to need somebody to be opposite him, you know, he showed that he can do well as the top guy, but not really having anyone either reliable or staying healthy, whatnot, or kind of that threatening wide receiver opposite him kind of hurt him at times, you know, because a guy like Curtis Samuel obviously has that injury and has been banged up, you know, so how, how much... How much stock do you put in him at this very moment to kind of help out in the passing game? And again, you know, we, we just talked earlier about Russell Shepard, but he's not exactly a, a threatening presence either. But if you bring in a, a guy like Sammy Watkins now, granted, Watkins, of course, has had his share of injuries as well. But for the most part, he stayed healthy in 2017. I believe he only missed one game, and I think that was the last game of the season when the Rams sat pretty much everybody because their playoff spot, of course, was already locked up. They were essentially treating that week as their first round by. So Watkins was fairly healthy in 2017, so he, he wouldn't be a bad option. I think he would, he could be one of the better the better possibilities. Should should the Panthers go after a receiver? Uh, Mike Mike Wallace is another intriguing one. You know he's had his ups and downs uh, since he left Pittsburgh, uh, but I, th- I think he kind of rose a little bit. You know B- Baltimore's offense obviously wasn't the greatest, but I think he kind of he kind of held his own with Joe Flacco. He come to Carolina and have Cam Newton, you know, it's it's more of a running game. Obviously, it's it's a lot more run oriented than Baltimore's is, but Baltimore's receiving group also kind of wasn't the greatest. Uh, again, coming to Carolina, we have a boatload of weapons like Funchess, like Greg Olson. I think I think would do good for a guy like Mike Wallace and John Brown, another name that was brought up, um, you know, had, hadn't really seen much of him lately, uh, He, and I, I believe he'd been dealing with some some injuries as well, if I'm not mistaken, but he certainly, um, you know, kind of glancing through, just, if you go through his roto world, just kind of glancing at his numbers, it was And certainly wasn't the greatest in numbers. Actually, looking at his numbers right now, he only caught 21 passes in 10 games and only had 299 receiving yards. So it'll be really interesting what his market is going to be, especially being a guy under 6 feet, 180 pounds. It'll It'll be curious to see... Curious to see what his market is after what's been a significant drop-off from what was kind of a breakout season in 2015. His numbers have really dipped. He's only caught 60 passes for a little over 800 yards and just five touchdowns in the two seasons since his 1,000-yard receiving season in 2015. But again, obviously Arizona had a lot of – a lot of quarterback issues, especially in 2017 after Palmer went down. And then uh, you bring in Blaine Gabbert, but, and he was kind of buried on the death chart a little bit, too, with with obviously Larry Fitzgerald and a couple others. You know, J.J. JJ Nelson kind of had a bit of a breakout year. He was certainly up and down, uh, but of course, overall, it was just a, a really disappointing season. For the Arizona Cardinals, not just so it was a whole team thing, just not just John Brown, but again it'll be it'll be interesting. He he definitely wouldn't cost much, that, that's for sure. A guy, a guy with Brown's numbers over the last couple seasons, um, and he only played ten games last season, so he, he's definitely not going to come cheap. So if the, the Panthers want to kick the tires on him and you know give him a, a small contract. It'd, it'd definitely be a, a low-risk shot. Uh, and just a couple other a couple other names to glance through as far as the wide receiver. Ter- Terrell Pryor, of course, is a free agent. Coming off what was a disappointing season in Washington. Uh, Eric Decker from the Titans. Harry Douglas. Kamar Aiken has been disappointing K- Kendall Wright um, misses time in Tennessee he was definitely one of the better slot receivers when it was with the Titans and he's kind of fallen off a little bit Danny Amendola uh missed a playoff with the Patriots he's a free agent uh Marquise Lee Jordan Matthews Jordan Matthews injury injuries really roughed him up in 2017 after being traded To Buffalo, so it was a really, really tough go for him. And then, of course, the Bills went and traded for Calvin Benjamin. Uh, Paul Richardson is an interesting name. Uh, Started off off pretty buried in Seattle, has kind of risen a little bit. So I think he's definitely going to be an intriguing option as far as the free agent receivers. Um, Franchise tag pending, Allen Robinson is definitely one of the bigger names for sure. Um and again, this is just cuz I'm looking at the spot spot rack list. This isn't in, in order of their uh their cap or their uh average annual value from last season. So of course, Allen Robinson will be low on the list cuz he's still on his rookie contract, but you have to think the Jaguars are probably going to use their franchise tag on Robinson, lock up their star receiver. Um uh, And then other than that, so those are probably probably some of the bigger and some of the more interesting names as far as – and then Dante Dante Moncrief is another guy I'll throw out there as well. Uh, Very athletic guy, but definitely had his quiet moments when he was with the Colts. Now, of course, part of that too was they really didn't have a quarterback. So he was hurt a little bit in that sense. A lot of people expected him to break out last season, and he really didn't. So his market, I think, is going to be pretty intriguing as well. So those are a couple names as far as the free agents. That'll be intriguing. Then you go to the draft. And again, I went out and got a couple names and watched a couple of these players before I came on here. Uh, so f- and I'm just going to pick out... The three guys that I looked at, that I found pretty intriguing, and I'll start with Christian Kirk of Texas A&M. This kid can fly. Uh, he was probably the best player, the best offensive player for the Aggies last season. The guy can, do, the guy can do it all. He was running all over the field on offense, and even spent some time. As a kick returner, uh, if you watch the game against uh, BYU, he was just a beast in kick returns. I believe he had a pair of kick returns, or at least one kick return, as uh, against BYU, and you could just see like how how fast he is and how outstanding he is. He uh. He was actually named first-team All-SEC all as an all-purpose player. So he he's definitely a guy that can do it all. And I think these, we we'll quote, all-purpose guys are definitely intriguing, especially for the Panthers, because he just invested a pick, a first-round pick in Christian McCaffrey. Now, it's, it's not like he did a bad job returning punts, but I think... You would probably want to see him run the ball more and be a little fresher running the ball. So if you can grab somebody in this draft that can kind of alleviate McCaffrey in terms of punt returns and kick returns, I think you got to go for it. So a guy like Christian Kirk definitely fits that bill. Uh, Mike Hughes, the cornerback out of Central Florida, is another name that pops to mind that I think can be a fantastic returner should the Panthers land him. And he's a really good cornerback as well. So that's kind of another double dip. Um, But again, Christian Kirk is definitely a guy that I think should be in the conversation for the Panthers. Maybe in the first round, probably definitely in the second round, if he's still there. You know, if he somehow lasts through the first 50-some odd picks. Uh, another, Another guy I watched that, I think he seems to have some varying opinions depending on who you talk to, but is definitely, definitely an intriguing option. Definitely someone who uh, I think can come in and contribute, and again another athletic guy, a, a guy watching the field and just played really well. And that's DJ Chark of LSU. You know he. Up and down at times, I guess depending on what game you watch, and some may look at the fact that he only had three touchdowns all season in in 2017, but again, depending on what game you watch, you might come away thinking he's not the greatest, but uh, he's definitely a guy that'll go out and, you know, it just looks like he'll, he'll do what you ask of him, and just was doing all he can to help his team win. Uh, he, he was a team captain of LSU. Also made an impression at the Senior Bowl. He was actually co-MVP of the Senior Bowl. I believe the other co-MVP was Kyle Lalletta. Uh, Chark actually caught five passes for 160 160 yards and a touchdown, including a 75-yard touchdown pass. So again, you know, some some games he was pretty quiet, but then you turn on the game against Auburn, and he was just electric, both in the passing game where he had 150 yards, and in the return game, where I believe he had about 80 yards returning. So Chark could be another guy that you can look at, you know, maybe second round, third round if he's there. This guy that you could look at and be another compliment to to Devin Funchess and be one of those guys that can that can come in and return kicks for you. Which again would kind of take some of the pressure off of Christian McCaffrey and just let him focus on, on the offense. Now if you want to have McCaffrey return a couple kicks here and there to change things up, that's fine. But some of these guys like Chark and Kirk could definitely take the bulk of returns. And, again, I I think overall that would just be a a good move for the Panthers because you get some of your better playmakers out there on special teams and you get one of your best playmakers in McCaffrey fresher on offense, whether that's running running the ball up the middle, which you definitely want to see McCaffrey, or at least the team, try to have him do more. Or whether you use them in the passing games. So really to me, it's it's a win-win if they are able to come away with one of these guys. And then I also checked out Dion Kane of Clemson. Now just looking quick at the sizes too. Uh, Christian Kirk is listed at 5'11", 200 pounds. DJ Chark came in at about 6'2". 196 at the senior bowl, and Dion Kane was listed at 6'1, 190. But those kind of sizes, I think, are definitely a nice complement to a guy like Devin Funches, who's about 6'4, 6'5. You know, you get that six foot tall receiver, uh, at the Z position, and it, it just kind of balances out, I think, whether that whether you go after a guy like Kirk or Again, the guy we'll talk about right now, Dion Kane. Uh, Dion Kane was, I think, another one of those guys that you could just tell he was one of the best players on the field for his team. Uh, he was one of those guys that, now, granted, the score wasn't that close, but he was he was definitely fighting in the national championship game, or er, sorry, the uh, playoff semifinal against Alabama. Uh, he did have he did have a big drop, though, early in the game, which kind of hurt them a little bit. But he bounced back, he made some nice grabs. Um, so definitely a guy, if I'm able to see more of him, uh, could be interested in him. And then one more name I'll throw out, Auden Tate of Florida State, who, from what I've seen of him and what I've seen people say about him, he's just a... Fantastic receiver, very good route runner. Uh, one of the one of the key spots, and you could argue maybe one of the lone bright spots of what was a really disappointing 2017 season for Florida State. You know, and of course, that started way back in Week One when DeAndre Francois went down with that knee injury and it ended the season right then and there. And then of course things really snowballed for Florida State. I believe they went on to start two and five before rallying back to finish at six and six, including which included beating Louisiana Monroe the final week of the season, just to become bowl eligible. But again, Tate was definitely one of the big reasons for that. He didn't post a lot of receiving yards. But he did have 10 touchdowns. So he's definitely... And I, I believe he had a three-touchdown game against Southern Miss in the bowl game. So Tate's just a playmaker. And and he's got good size, too. He's just about as tall as Devin Funchess and a, a little bit lighter than him. He's listed 6'4", 225. Now, of course, next week, too, it'll be... It'll be better because we'll have actual weights and measures for all these guys. Because, again, they'll obviously all be weighed at the Senior Bowl. Or, sorry, not the Senior Bowl, the Combine. So we won't have to worry about what the schools are listing him at. And, of course, school listings you have to take with a grain of salt. They could always make a receiver taller than what he really is or whatnot. So we'll actually get some better numbers in that sense. But again, Auden Tate, definitely, definitely one of my favorite receivers right now in this draft. Uh, the Panthers can land him. I think that would be a fantastic pickup and an instant upgrade to this offense, especially now with North Turner as offensive coordinator. But what do you guys think? Do you got, are you guys a fan of any of the guys I mentioned, whether in free agency or the draft? Are there other guys in this draft class, do you want to see them, uh, even a couple other names I'll I'll mention real quick that could garner some interest. Dante Pettis of Washington seems to really be a favorite of some people. James Washington, of course, of Oklahoma State, is his small is his low height or small height going to be deterrent, or team still going to be in love? with just how much of a playmaker he is nonetheless. He he came in under 5'11 at the Senior Bowl, but he is 210 pounds. Uh, Michael Gallup was a very productive receiver at Colorado State, as was Anthony Miller at Memphis. Uh, Deshaun Hamilton of Penn State, personal favorite of mine, really seemed to rise up some media boards after some impressive performances at the Shrine Game and the Senior Bowl. Uh, Corey Robertson of Southern Miss is another guy people have been really talking about. Uh, you have Sidney Cobbs of Indiana, who was an interesting name even going into the season. Javon Moore of Missouri, Al Lazard, Iowa State, Antonio Callaway of Florida. So there's, there's, there's a lot of names there. So it's, it's an interesting wide receiver class. You know, you may only have a couple at the top, Um you know Calvin, Calvin Ridley is probably the best of the group, and then maybe Cortland Sutton. But but after that, you could really go in a number of ways in terms of who your guy is or when you can get wide receiver. So it's so it's an interesting class. So if the the Panthers want to go wide receiver here in this draft, they definitely have a lot of options for sure. But again, definitely want to hear your thoughts. Uh, you can hit me up on Twitter at Bill underscore Ricetti. And let me know your thoughts. I just want to give a quick shout out to, to pod knife for adding the locked on Panthers podcast uh, to their, to their listing. So very cool with them. So you go check them out. And of course, obviously you can find this on iTunes as well. So if you subscribe, subscribe there as well, it's fantastic. Uh, But really do appreciate as always you guys listening and checking things out and, not just here, but the entire network you got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, shout out to the Locked On Spurs podcast, which was really interesting. Or, er, I'm sorry. Well, sh- shout out to all this, but I'm sorry. it was locked. Shout out to the Locked On NBA podcast, which of course is host to the hosted by our big man himself, David Locke. Uh, Brent Berry, NBA analyst, uses uses our network here to help research teams, which is really interesting. So it really goes to show that this network has really come alive recently in all the sports, not just here in the NFL, but in the NBA, and certainly the MLB side of it as well is going to, I'm sure, blow up really soon. So good job there, so. Just keep supporting us, all of us here at the Locked On Network. We really do appreciate it. So with that, thanks so much for listening. This has been the Locked On Panthers podcast. I'm Bill Rossetti taking off. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. And we'll see you next time right here on LOP. Take care, my friends.